0: Book your next home project today at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I icom Snow falls on an old apartment. Inside, the holiday season is in swing. On the first floor, Cokes are poured and stories shared among friends. Three flights up, one generation passes down the family recipe to the next. Inside every home, there's magic. Coca-Cola. Real magic.
1: Enjoy the real magic of the season with close friends, family, and refreshing Coca-Cola paired with all your holiday meals. Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. than Sleep Number 360 Smartbed effortlessly adjusts in response to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. Don't miss our weekend special. Save $1,000 on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, free premium delivery when you add a base. And Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. The ML Sports Platter, back with you all over the major platforms like Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, Deezer, iHeart, Amazon Music, you name it. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. Hey, just go ahead and find that purple podcast button on your Apple phone, for example. Tap it, hit search, and then type in ML Sports Platter, and then you can hit the subscribe button, and you will get new and archived episodes Including shows with Adrian Wojnarowski, Mark Teixeira, Cal Ripken Jr., Bob Costas, and a potpourri of other guests, best selling authors, etc., here on the platform. We are presented by Sit Means Sit Syracuse at the Allen Angus Pub and the Vince Guerra Consulting Group. Log on to VCGTransforms.com to become a better leader, both personally and professionally. And a big tip of the cap, thank you as well to Camillus Golf Club. Make sure you go play Camillus this summer. If you're in and around central New York or in the great state of New York looking to play golf courses, people travel to play golf and play new courses. Go play Camillus. Awesome greens, great uh, uh, scenery, and you can stop in for a burger and a beer afterwards as well. They are also an Under Armour apparel pro shop. So go in and get your quarter zips and your polo shirts. Under Armour, Camillus Golf Club apparel. It's sweet. I have a quarter zip myself. Camillus Golf Club, the official golf course of the ML Sports Platter. So I have had for a little while now, uh, just before I do this podcast, um, a laptop that's that's kind of been buzzing a little bit and and it's been getting really annoying and I, I've been trying to fix it. I got a brand new battery because I was having some battery issues. was thinking that that was going to be the issue uh, and that would solve everything, right? It would solve the battery problem with a low power. It would solve the uh the buzzing and all that but no uh it it hasn't solved the 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 buzzing and uh, a little bit of it has has been worse so um hopefully it won't distract you from uh this podcast uh, i just wanted to warn you if you hear it off and on in the background uh that is indeed what it what 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 that little buzz deal is but uh hopefully it won't deter uh from some of the content uh, on this podcast, before I bring in the first designated hitter in baseball history, who's got a great, great new book out on the legendary Thurman Munson, that would be Ron Bloomberg, of course. Uh, I wanted to get into the NFL draft as far as the AFC East uh, is concerned, and just kind of quickly break down, you know, what some of these some of these teams did: uh, Dolphins, Bills. Patriots and um, Jets, you know, as far as as far as what what they did and and uh, and, and kind of seeing a grade, I guess. I kind of hate grades, but I'll do it. Um, and I'm going to kind of do this through, you know, through the the divisions. I'm going to try to kind of tackle on multiple podcasts. I'm going to try to tackle, uh, you know going from one division to the next, team by team, who they got, what I like, etc. And and we'll start with the Bills. I mean, Greg Rousseau. I think they got basically a mid-first-round talent here. Uh, He checks out all all the boxes. He checks them all. I mean, he really does. Uh, When you look at his strength and the length, um, he's going to fit nicely into what McDermott and Frazier do. Uh, You can throw him on the inside. And the Bills, coming off this year... Uh, upcoming 2021 you got Hughes and Addison probably coming off the books unless they take significantly less money Uh, I don't foresee the Bills cutting Mario Addison because I just don't think uh, there's enough reason for that and you're not saving enough with the cap I mean if you were saving eight nine million dollars or 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 15 million uh, for a couple of guys to just release them okay but but that's not the case uh, contractually here with with Addison so uh, Rousseau's great because he can help you short-term, long-term. He's got a great blend of size. He's got length, big-time speed. I really like this pick for the Bills. Then they loaded up with Carlos Basham from Wake Forest. I think Boogie Basham's going to help him big-time. He's a locomotive, big power driver, great footwork. And, and again, adding a lot to a, a specific need the Bills have gotta get more pass rushing. And it's not just to stop Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs and Andy Reid and all the rest. I realize that's the easy way to go as well. They lost to the Chiefs. They gotta get after the Chiefs. Well, so doesn't everybody, right? But the Bills also need to stay ahead of the the other teams in the AFC. They gotta stay ahead of their 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 uh, their competition in the division and elsewhere. I mean the Ravens are going to be good. The Steelers will be good. The Chargers are going to be a lot better. Uh things are going to tighten up a lot in the AFC, man. The Colts are going to be really good. I think Carson Wentz has a big future there because he's reunited with Frank Reich. So uh and 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 the Dolphins and Jets and Patriots are all getting better uh without a doubt. So uh lot to look at there. Uh you know with the Bills beyond you know just stopping Kansas City. I mean I think that's the easy thing to say because they just lost to them in the AFC title game. But the Bills went out and got two guys, first two picks with, you know, they just, they filled immediate needs. And, and, and I think for the Bills, they've got to have depth in the short term and they've got to have replacements in the long term or even the very, very near term. uh, Because it's only one year away when the Bills roster is going to start to really change You have to pay Josh Allen. I know they just picked up his fifth year option, but that extension is coming. Uh, So you got a lot there. I just like Basham a lot. In fact, I like Basham better than Rousseau. Who knows, right? It's all a crapshoot. We don't know how it's all going to turn out. But when you talk about top end speed and tracking the quarterback and being a powerful guy at 6'3, 275, he's terrific. And by the way, Rousseau and Basham, these guys fit the prototypical defensive end uh, today, a little bit taller and a little bit lighter in weight. And they can get around the edge with that physique. So really like it. Spencer Brown out of Northern Iowa. We hear a lot of great technique stuff out of him. Again, offensive tackle. Again, with that offensive line, it's the same thing as the D-line. You need a little bit of short-term. You need a little bit more of the near-term. And you need some of that long-term depending on where guys are going to go, where you're going to plug and play, who you're going to cut. Uh, Will Feliciano and Morse be on the roster in a year? What's going to happen with Cody Ford at tackle? Are you going to move guys around? Ryan Bates, guard tackle, tackle guard. Uh, So that's a good pick there as well. Tommy Doyle fits the same mold at Miami of Ohio. Probably a little bit less than Spencer Brown in terms of his immediate impact. But again, serviceable player, fills a need Marquez Stevenson, I really like this pick as well for the Bills out of the sixth round, and we know that the Bills ended up trading down late. Uh, They go out and get a wide receiver who can plug into the slot position for depth in the near future. Cole Beasley, of course, after 2022, I think the year is, uh, his contract will be up. And Marquez Stevenson can help return punts and kicks. I think that's a big deal. You know, Andre Roberts, a little too pricey for the Bills. I thought Andre Roberts was a great Bill last year and an underrated Bill. Uh, he really, really gave him some short field position in a lot of spots and was a, a major uh, game-breaker, um, but, but you know just too expensive. You know, it was just too much of a price tag uh, with the cap situation that they are in. Uh, you bring back Isaiah McKenzie, a guy who's serviceable. Uh, We know he had a huge, huge special teams day against Miami in week 17 in 2020. Uh, So he'll probably be the front runner to return kicks and punts. He's already said he wants that job. Uh, But now you've added another piece here in Marquez Stevenson. If McKenzie has a rough patch or doesn't win the job, whatever the case may be. And that's something that Brandon Bean does. I love this about Bean and McDermott. And really, the coordinators and Dable and Fraser and some of the, the the coaching staff and all the rest. I mean, look at you know Bobby Johnson, Eric Washington, all these different guys, all these coaches. They create competition at every single spot, and I love that. And that's what being added to in this draft. Demar Hamlin at safety again, a long term piece here to build depth because of Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. Who knows what's going to happen in the very near future? Uh, are they going to you know, turn over the ranks to, to new safety sooner rather than later. If Poor and Hoyd uh, if one or, or both have bad years upcoming, you know, they had just extended those guys, there could be a situation where the pills move on quickly if it means saving money. I mean, that's how quick things happen in the NFL. And so Brandon Bean, he's building that depth in case, you know, you could have guys just tail off and you just don't expect it. I mean, anything is open in the NFL. And you've got to have depth. You've got to have versatility on your roster. Brandon Bean has done that for the Bills. you got to love Rashad Wild Goose, the name there, out of Wisconsin. He's a corner uh, who can play a little slot corner. That nickel corner we know has been a need. Uh, Taron Johnson up after this upcoming year. He had a huge playoff, obviously, with a big 100-plus yard return against Baltimore. Uh, a guy who was benched by the Bills, right, but then um, really showed, uh, I thought, some major major adversity uh, in, in facing the situation, uh, ends up playing uh, and and performing, and the Bills stuck with him. He's one of the many players they've stuck with and they have confidence in, and uh, he's been he's been unbelievable, uh, Taron Johnson. But he's up very soon. We know that they tried to get Kyle Dugger in the draft last year. Didn't work. He went to New England uh, in terms of being a nickel corner. I think the Bills maybe have found something with Wild Goose here to just kind of get him in, get him acclimated, and then from there, you've got the coaching. That's part a big part of this thing with the Bills to get guys involved. So good stuff there as well. And then Jack Anderson, I don't know a lot about him, out of Texas Tech, the offensive guard, but another piece for the Bills, a need for sure, and um, a guy who I think uh, the Bills are just looking at long term. There's no other way uh, to break that one down. Let's go to the Miami Dolphins uh, in in the in, in the draft. Yo, look, I think the Dolphins had a great, great, great draft. Uh, you go out and get Jalen Waddell, just an unbelievable burner. I know he's undersized. People think, you know, 5'10", 180. He's going to get hit. He's not going to last. Haven't we heard that before at a lot of other positions? Haven't we heard that before at the quarterback position? Didn't we hear that about Cole Beasley? Pretty sure we did. Didn't we hear that about Julian Edelman coming out of college? Oh, he's just too small. He's too short. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love the pick, and he reunites with Tua Tunga-Viola. He's just got a burst that not a lot of people have coming out of college, and they had to get an offensive weapon, so big-time stuff there. Then they address Jalen Phillips, or they they address the pass rush, I should say, on the other side with Jalen Phillips out of Miami. I think arguably is the best pass rusher in this draft. Big-time get there. Jevin Holland out of Oregon, a safety. I think looking a little long-term there and short-term. Uh, they do need a ton of secondary help. The Dolphins have a lot of needs. This is what happens. Uh, now they had a good year last year, but they kind of arrived early, right? They still have a lot of needs, and that doesn't happen a lot in the NFL. Like when you arrive early, you arrive early because you're really, really good, or like you've been building those those pieces short term, and they worked faster than maybe you thought. But the Dolphins, you know, they've they've had a lot of draft capital. And these are all really, really good picks for the Dolphins. I think Holland's going to help him. He's a really, really, really good player. Really versatile. I think Liam Eikenberg might end up being their best pick in this draft out of Notre Dame. The offensive tackle. You want to talk about surrounding Tuatunga Biola with pieces. You go out and get Waddle, a number one weapon. Potential number one wideout. You go out and get Eikenberg, an offensive tackle. Potential blindside guy for the next five to eight years. Big time stuff there. And he's just a house. He's just a brick wall. He blocks. His footwork is great. Awesome hands. He's a little versatile, too, so if you get in a bind, you get injured uh, in spots at the guard position, maybe you can kind of plug and play there. Good stuff there, getting Eikenberg. Hunter Long out of BC, a nice tight end with good hands. Uh, Again, another security blanket here, maybe a third and short type guy that Tua can go to. Offensive tackle, Larnell Coleman out of UMass. Don't know anything about him. Obviously, just shorn up to protect Tua. And then a running back in... um, in the kid dokes out of Cincinnati. Don't know a ton about him either. Uh, just scouting reports, you know, that he's pretty shifty and and and, and can give you uh, some real electricity out of the backfield in terms of catching the pigskin as well. I, I think the Miami Dolphins, and by the way, I forgot to rate the, uh, give the grades out. Again, I don't like the grades overall. I'm just going to do it for the hell of it. Bills, I'll give them a B. Uh, I don't think that they had a a. a a blow-away draft, but they didn't have an awful draft. I thought they filled needs, uh, position of need, and they did everything they needed to do uh, with guys who have really, really great potential. There's no doubt. I think the Dolphins got an A for this. I really do. Uh, I think their their picks were just spot on, and I think they're all going to help Tua Tunga Viola. Before I look at the Jets and the New England Patriots, I wanted to tell you about my friends over at Bryant and Stratton College. Two and four-year degrees, they're starting soon. Go ahead and log on to bryantstratton.edu. Craft your degree, two and four-year degrees, Bryant and Stratton College, the official college of the ML Sports Platter. And if you're in and around Central New York or you're looking to go to college in Central New York, Make sure you go to Bryant and Stratton College, James Street, and in Liverpool. Two awesome locations. Campus improvements happening all the time. Just added a nursing program. Go get them on Facebook and on Instagram and Twitter and find out all the things going on at Bryant and Stratton College. Education, athletics, and excellence all going on at Bryant and Stratton College. A big tip of the cap. Thank you as well to Stanley Law Offices. It's always personal with Stanley Law Offices log on to stanleylawoffices.com if you're an accident victim talk with someone from the dedicated team at Stanley Law today chat online available 24/7 no cost to you no strings attached get your free consultation today stanleylawoffices.com and then just you know some quick breakdowns here of of the Patriots and and the Jets let's let's go with New England first um you know, I would probably give them a grade of 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 a of a B plus. Uh, you know, I think that they did a really good job. You know, getting players who they think will fit what they do, uh, fit the system. Um, you know, and New England has had a well oiled oiled machine for a couple of decades. Obviously, won six Super Bowls, gone to nine, but they. I don't think Tom Brady was a system quarterback by any stretch of the imagination, but. But uh, certain guys, you can still um, say, oh, hey, you know what? They'll fit the system, and you know, fit what we do." Uh, you, the system still has to operate, you know, within the personnel. In other words, Bill Walsh always used to say it: he couldn't have run the West Coast offense unless he had Joe Montana right you can't just say oh hey here's my system we're gonna do it you know this player that player this player that player be damned. we're running what I want no no uh you 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 need to you need to still have you still need to have the 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 players you know be able to execute and if those players are not conducive to what you're doing systematically. You can't can't just plug in a system for the hell of it. No Joe Montana, no West Coast offense, right? Tom Brady wasn't a system quarterback. He made the system work. um, And he's so good that he can adapt to any system. They're hoping Mac Jones is going to be that guy out of Alabama. Um, He can process everything fast. He's a really, really tough kid mentally. uh, Knows how to read the field, see the field, etc. Quick release. The problem is... He's not much of a hybrid in today's hybrid game, so how's that going to work out? But they're looking for him to have a pocket presence and to have great footwork inside the pocket, and to do and to do great things. So, um, it, it, it's one of those things where I, I knew that the Patriots were going to get a quarterback. Uh, they they did get a quarterback. They didn't have to draft up, you know, trade up to get a quarterback. Um, and Jones fits what they want. They want cerebral. They want knowledge. They want toughness. They want system, uh, you know, operation. They they want all these different things. The Saban to Belichick boxes checked here. Again, that relationship, I'm sure Saban gave him a monster scouting report, right? I mean, of course, those guys go back a long ways. They're buddies. You know, they've coached together, etc. This is a solid pick for New England. I don't know what he's going to do. It's all a crapshoot. But if you're telling me which guy could flourish the most in New England with that coaching and with the weapons around him and the Patriots went out and got some guys on both sides of the ball in the offseason, they go get Jono Smith, they go get Hunter Henry, they get two immediate security blankets, I think this is a big-time pick. I do. Um, Great potential. We don't know what he's going to do, but I think this could work. Christian Barmore, awesome pick. Defensive tackle out of Alabama in the second round for... New England, many people think that's a first-round talent that they got. Uh, he's a big, big guy up front who can just plug lanes. That's what they're looking to do there. Ronnie Perkins out of Oklahoma, defensive end. Again, the Patriots want to you know kind of reshape that defensive line. We know that they've had a ton of success in the past, you know, getting guys up front, the Wilferks and the Seymours, uh, and, and here's Perkins to, to try and fit that bill. Um, Stevenson. Remind Dre uh, Stevenson out of Oklahoma, the running back. Don't know a ton about him. Uh, you know, we've read a little bit uh, on him. That you know, he's he's a pretty good, um, back. He's a guy who waits for his blocks to develop. Uh, he's got good balance for sure, and they really like the size of him, um, to kind of support and, and try to take. A, a little bit off of Mac Jones, perhaps, in the near future. Uh, Cameron McRone, don't know a lot about him. Inside linebacker at Michigan. Um, uh, pretty good speed guy and versatile, at least what the scouting reports say. They go out and get Josh Bledsoe out of Missouri. a uh, Safety, again, just got to keep adding depth to that secondary. William Sherman out of Colorado, offensive tackle. Looking at a long-term uh, protection guy there for Mac Jones. And then Trey Nixon out of UCF, who... Uh, I I really like, actually, um, great change of direction, can run routes, and you can put him in a lot of different spots, um, and can do some yards after the catch as well. Could be an unheralded type guy in that seventh round. You know, the Patriots, we know what they've done in the past uh, deep in the draft, so good stuff there for New England uh, in this draft. The Jets... um, you know, I think Zach Wilson, again, you can't argue with the upside, the talent, the arm strength. All of it is there, there's no doubt. But does a guy from Provo, Utah, you know, playing his college days, and I know that he did handle the quarterback hype big time. I mean, Ty Detmer, Steve Young, they both went there, uh, you know, at BYU. It's more of a pressure cooker than people might think, uh, just because it's not Ohio State, Michigan, Florida State, Florida, you know, Miami. Oklahoma, USC, Clemson, Alabama, LSU. It you know, doesn't mean that you know you don't have pressure uh, at a place like BYU, especially with those names I just mentioned for quarterbacks. Uh, you know, you're talking about Steve Young was in the freaking Hall of Fame. Um, you know, and then you're talking about a, a guy in Ty Detmer who put up numbers that were just absolutely absurd. And, of course, won the Heisman Trophy in 1990. He's a college football Hall of Famer. So, Zach Wilson had a lot to live up to. But he was really, really good. Came on the scene, you know, about a year plus ago. We had no idea who the hell he was, right? But now, look what he's done. And he's just, the the, the full field reads and the pistol heavy offense uh, at BYU that he's run. The pro style concepts. I mean, this guy, he has all the potential there. I mean, he, he throws the arm angle. He can generate throwing in those tight windows um, you know, he's he, he's got he's got it. He does. He's got the ability, he's got 6'2, 215, he's got size. Uh, but again, what's gonna happen around him and, and is New York gonna eat him alive? You know, we'll see what happens. Elijah Vera Tucker, I think it's a great pick for the for, for for the Jets. I mean, they traded up to go get the USC guard, and he is a phenomenal athlete and a guy who's gonna be able to do great things in the pass and the run. I, I think that pick could end up being the best one for the Jets in this draft, although How about Elijah Moore out of Ole Miss? Terrific player. I think they got a first-round talent at wide receiver in the second round. A guy who can run outside the boundaries. He can run inside with the slot. You can put him all over the place. Big, physical, awesome hands. Played on the biggest stage in the SEC. I think this pick is fantastic. Michael Carter out of North Carolina. Running back. Good pick here, too. Shifty. Good hands. Uh, Boy, did the Jets have a lot of draft picks. My God. Jamie and uh, Sherwood out of Auburn. The safety in the fifth round, and also Michael Carter, the second out of Duke of safety, again, looking to shore up that secondary. A lot of secondaries are weak around the NFL, especially at the safety position, and depending on what defense you run, how much zone you're going to play, look, you got to go up against Josh Allen twice a year, you're going up against uh, division rivals, your secondary has to be strong. Patriots, Jets, Dolphins, Bills, all shorted up in some spot, somewhere, somehow they shorted up. Uh, love those picks there. Jason Pinnock, the corner out of Pittsburgh. Uh, again, shoring up the secondary there. Uh, you look at um, Nasrildine out of Florida State. Nasrildine, Nasrildine is how you pronounce that, Hamsa. Nazarildine out of Florida State. The safety, again, shoring up. They took three safeties in this draft. That's what happens when you stink for a long time. You, you, you need a lot of help in a lot of places. The Jets really went for the secondary in this draft. You know, when you think about two corners and three safeties, goodness. Uh, another corner in Brandon Eccles out of Kentucky in the sixth round. Uh, and then Jonathan Marshall out of Arkansas. Defensive tackle. Uh, the Jets are hoping to get some of that aggressive defense back turnover-prone, etc. I think the Jets did a really nice job. A-minus. Again, it's all a crapshoot. We have no idea what's going to happen, but good stuff here, I thought, from the New York Jets in the draft. I think all the AFC East teams really, really did well um, in terms of drafting, you know, need and best player on the board and a a lot of different, uh, uh, I think, spots were filled. Um in terms of the, uh, offense and the defense, um, especially the Jets, especially the Patriots, um, these teams are going to be better. They're coming for the Bills. (laughs) They're coming for them. You know, I thought the Jets, Patriots, and, and, and Jets, Patriots, and Dolphins really all had awesome, awesome drafts. I thought the Bills had a B, B draft as well. You know, they didn't really have to, you know, the the Flash and all the rest, they didn't they didn't have to go out and be the Flash team this year because your roster's pretty much built. You were one game away from the Super Bowl. So uh, you just had to kind of plug play and shore it up, no question. Good stuff out of all four teams in the AFC East. ML Sports Platter brought to you by Liverpool Physical Therapy, CNY Electrical, and Ken's Auto Detailing. And with that, let's bring them in. The... Former Yankee, the former White Sox, the first designated hitter in baseball history, was the manager of the Blue Sox in the Israel Baseball League and uh, just compiled a a lot of terrific numbers, was a power guy, uh, and has been a really great ambassador for the game uh, as well. And don't forget, he played in the minor leagues from 1967 to 71. And he was hitting 326 with a 565 slugging percentage for the Yankees AAA team, your Syracuse Chiefs, when the Yankees called him up to the major leagues. And he's also an author, and he's got a brand new book out. We're going to promote it and talk about it. It's called The Captain and Me, On and Off the Field with Thurman Munson, The Forward by Diana Munson, uh, all over major bookstores and Amazon.com. Let's bring him in. It's Ron Bloomberg. Ron, welcome aboard, bud. Great to catch up again. How are you, man? Oh,
0: great. It's it's wonderful to be talking to you, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, talking about my great new book, The Captain and Me. It's doing great. I found out this morning again, uh, after I did quite a few shows uh, yesterday, that uh, uh, I became number one again. So, wow. it's great.
1: Well, that's awesome. Um, Thurman Munson, obviously, everybody knows the story, and everybody knows how important— a player he was, and he's just still to this day so missed. And and obviously, um, this happened a few months actually before I was born. I didn't live through Munson's career, but my my dad did. So many of my friends did. So many of his friends did. My you know my my grandmother was and grandfather were huge Yankee fans. I never met my grandpa, but my grandma loved Munson, loved the old Yankees, even going back to the fifties. Munson's such an iconic guy, such a tragic figure, but you had a unique relationship with Thurman Munson. He was a friend and he was a competitor, and I know that you learned a lot from him. Can you dive into the unique part of that friendship, Ron, with Thurman? Oh, very, very much so.
0: Uh, I was the number one draft choice in 1967 by the Yankees. Uh, Thurman was the number one draft choice by the Yankees in '68, and uh, Uh, We really actually met in 69 down in spring training, and we had like a love affair in a sense where uh, he loved to fish, I loved to fish. uh, We played golf together. uh, He loved to eat, I loved to eat. So uh, basically a guy from where I was from, Atlanta, Georgia, uh, a Jewish kid uh, from Atlanta from the south, and his a a blue-collar guy from Canton, Ohio – we just hit it off i mean it was it was fun and we did so many things together and i got him involved in the the jewish food down in uh, miami we we're down in training down in fort lauderdale uh got him involved with matzo ball soup and corned beef and uh, uh brisket and uh, pastrami and half sours and you know the dr browns and he got me involved with the white castles so we had Uh, an affair where we both love the Yankees we're very very proud to wear the Yankee pinstripes he was a wonderful guy a wonderful friend and he was the best catcher that I have ever seen and he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame
1: when you first met Thurman take take us back to that day when you first met him well you know you look at uh, Thurman the first
0: time you meet him uh you look at guys, he, a baseball player, because I mean, he, we call him Pudge, and you know he was pudgy. Uh, you know he was around about oh about five ten, probably around about two two ten two fifteen, and his body was uh, you know he was very big and strong, but you know he had like a, a, a just a catcher's body. He was like a uh, can I say a center on the uh, a football team that, you know, he was uh, he was low center to the ground. And, you know, if you look at him, he didn't look like a, to be honest with you, he really didn't look like a ball player. But when he put that uniform on and when he got involved and when he went out to the field, you know, you knew that he was, he was something else. He had, and I, I tell people, he had the it factor. Uh, here's a guy that uh, uh, was a total... He was total command of, uh, of the Yankees. Uh, he was th- he was uh, uh, without being the team captain, he was the team captain. He was a leader on the team. Uh, he was great, respected by everybody on the team, and you know it, it was great an honor to be a great friend of his, plus a great uh, uh, being a great ball player. Uh, he, he, he made the team go. And unfortunately, when we, uh, got involved with the Yankees, CBS on the team. And then when George bought the team in 73, that was when, uh, uh Thurman really, uh, shined and, uh, really, uh, made that team, uh, happen. And, uh, that's when they, uh, voted him team captain and, uh, he was the best of the best. And, uh. Uh, uh, like I keep on telling people he deserves to be at the big uh, shrine in the Hall of Fame and, and that's why I'm doing everything I possibly can to uh, and that's why I wrote the book uh, is to really show him uh, show the fans what type of person he really was
1: where where were you August 2nd 1979 when you found out
0: well I was in Atlanta I got released by Chicago I couldn't play uh, ball anymore Uh, I think I was watching, to be honest with you, I was watching Judge Judy. And uh, all of a sudden, it's uh, uh, from the, uh, when I was watching TV, they had like a, uh, not a stoppage, but down at the bottom of the screen, they said, uh, 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 breaking news, Thurman Munson just uh, 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 got killed in a plane crash. And I, I thought I was like, you know, I mean, I, I, I mean, it, it's just like when your mom and dad, you know, unfortunately, when my mom and dad passed away, it was the same way. And, you know, and, and, and you look at this, uh, the, uh, the worst part about it was I spoke to him three days before. Uh, they're down there in Cleveland and they had an off day uh, the next day. And he stayed uh, to make sure that he was a very big family man. Uh, he made sure he stayed with Diana and uh, his family. And uh, we knew that it was very much involved in aviation, but we didn't know how much involved. And uh, unfortunately, we found out the wrong way. And and it was uh, it, it was it was tough. And, but it's tough for everybody still, because, I mean, and that's we, we want to do everything we possibly can to make uh,
1: uh, something out of his life what it should be. Ron Bloomberg, our guest, baseball great, the former Yankee. The new book is out, major bookstores, Amazon.com. Go get it. It's called The Captain and Me, On and Off the Field with Thurman Munson. You can follow Ron on Twitter now uh, as well. You know, with the social media aspect of today's day and age, it, it, it changes a lot of things because you have the media outlet, as you know, Ron, and, and the TV channels. There's just so much there, so much instant news and breaking news. As you were describing finding out about Thurman Munson, I thought about Kobe Bryant, and I thought about how when I saw it on the screen, I said, there's no way there has to be a mistake. I mean, it, somebody releases this, somebody somebody's just making it up, or, or something's happening, or somebody's looking to get clicks on social media, right? Because that's the day and age we're in. You didn't have that social media back then, and so you kind of had to you kind of had to think about it the natural way, you know, with with the media then and. And, and how news broke compare it to today it's 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 pretty wild you know the difference.
0: Oh yeah I mean it's, it, I mean it was really really tough. I have never been on social media to be honest with you. I still got a flip phone. I still got a rotary phone. I still use my calculator and you know luck thank God I got people to help me do with this Twitter thing and the Facebook (laughs) and all that stuff. I have no idea, to be honest with you. Uh, You know, I don't know anything about uh, texting messages. And, you know, I'm a very simple guy. But once I start doing this social media thing and been in baseball and, you know, I mean, people, after they get out of baseball or sports, people forget about you very, very quickly. But, you know, being the first DH, the, the day in 73, I screwed up the game of baseball, and people always talk about it, and I have fun with it. But now, because I have started and I wrote this book, and it's really got so major, major, major play. Like, you know, I was on with uh, – uh, uh, Chris Russo yesterday and, and for about an hour. And, you know, I'm doing uh, the Ed Randall, and, uh, the ABC, the CBS, the Foxes, uh, ESPNs, And they all want to know about Thurman because people really did not know about Thurman. Uh, Thurman was a nasty guy. I mean, to be let, let's be honest with you, when he got on the field, uh, he was tough. He was tough. Dirty, dirty in the sense where he never shaved. Uh, he always had a dirty uniform. Sometimes, if he ate a hot dog or a hamburger, he might have ketchup or mustard <laughs> on his uh, jersey. Uh, uh, you know, sometimes he'll come into the uh, 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 you know the ballpark the next day with the same uh, clothes on. But when he went out on the field, he was really—I mean, he was—he was—he was the George Patton. He was a guy that, you know, took control, but people didn't realize. And that's one reason why I'm doing this was because I, I think that's one of the reasons where it really never got in the hole because most writers, most uh, 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 the reporters and most TV people did not like to get around him because, you know, he had a short fuse. Uh, if you're not a, a regular uh, a beat writer for the Yankees, he'll jump down your throat in a second and you should see all the uh the younger people used to come in and ask him questions and right off the bat if he if, if he feels like it's a dumb question he'll eat him off you know i mean he you know i mean he'll you know spit him out and you know thank god i was like three uh, uh lockers away from him i used to love to hear him i mean it was great to hear him and bobby mercer was right next to him and we used to laugh and, we, you know, we used to see the uh, riders used to come in and, you know, and all of a sudden, you know, they walk out and they're scared to death, you know, and, but we laugh at them. But, you know, but that's the type of guy he was. I mean, he stuck up for the team. He stuck up for the Yankees. And, you know, if it was a dumb question, he'll give you a dumb answer back and he'll just jump on you and but he he was a greatest guy off the field he loved his wife the wife diana uh his his kids uh he was so great we did so many things together we we like lived together we did things together we went out to dinner together we did actually everything together and you know i we used to do telethons uh, we used to do uh, Shriners. We used to did, uh, do the uh, Jerry Lewis Telephone. And he you wouldn't believe he used to go to the kids that are sick, and he hugged them. And he used to bring them baseballs and, you know, and, and T-shirts and stuff. And and when he and when we walked out, we cried because he was that type of person. He loved kids. We are at restaurants. He loved to sign autographs. But, you know, when it came to baseball, when he put that uniform on, I mean, he was uh, he was blood and guts. He wanted to win, and you know, after the ball game, you know, he was the same way. But that's why I'm trying to bring out really what Thurman was really was like, and it has done great. It's number one again, and uh, it's been fun uh, with this process now.
1: The captain and me, on and off the field with Thurman Munson, Ron Bloomberg, uh, the author, of course, and uh, uh, the forward by Diana Munson. You've got uh, a co-author here with the book as well, right? You and Dan are uh, are, are together on this. Oh, yeah. Dan is wonderful. Dan, I mean, Dan yeah. has written
0: a couple of books and, you know, about baseball, and he knows so much about baseball. And, you know, it's easy to talk uh, to Dan about stories. And, you know, I... I I don't recollect uh, uh, dates. I'm not good with dates. Uh, You know, and, uh, you know, I don't know exactly, you know, I, I know the players that I played with, but, you know, I played with so many and, you know, and, and, you know, I don't know exactly the years that I played with them. And Dan is just incredible. He's such a baseball guy. And he made this book when people usually get, Baseball books, you know, they got the stats in it. This guy hit a home run. This guy ran around the bases. This guy did this. He did this. But this is a love affair. I don't, it's it's exactly like uh, I don't know if you ever seen the movie Bang the Drum Slowly, and uh, it, it was a book. Uh, well, it was a play out. It was a movie out. And It was filmed at Yankee Stadium, and Thurman and I were actually in the movie. And it was about a, a catcher that had cancer, and uh, it was a pitcher that was the best pitcher on the t- number one pitcher on the team, and he used to take care of him. And when I was injured, Thurman took care of me. And Thurman was my a uh, 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 person that was, you know, if, if it was pe- people would say this guy was, uh, uh, you know, I mean, he was uh, uh, injury prone. And this guy was this, this guy was that. And he would always go up to the players and said, don't you ever say that again? Hmm. This guy ran into a wall. This guy hit a home run. He tore his shoulder up. He's doing everything he possibly can. He was my go-between. This guy took care of me. This guy was my brother. And you know, this was what we wanted to show what type of person he was and and we got it through. It's an unbelievable book, and I have a couple of people already talking about having maybe a movie about it. So it's wow. going to be fun. It's great. And, you know, talking to people like yourself
1: and getting the message out, it's been fun. couple more for you, Ron. You know, the Yankee thing, I'm not surprised it's number one because it's Thurman Munson, it's the Yankees, it's you. But the the Yankee... The Yankee fan base, the Yankee craziness, the, the, the love-hate of the franchise, people who hate the Yankees still respected and adored Thurman Munson. And and, and you look at players through the, the, the years, it was like that for a lot of the classic guys, the legends uh, who are in Monument Park and, and all the way up through the recent Derek Jeter, Mariano Rivera days. The, the, the Yankee phenomenon, the Yankee the Yankee thing, the power. I mean, how how through the years have you thought about that? Has, has it blown you away, Ron, being a part of that Yankee power? Oh, absolutely. When you put that
0: Yankee uniform on, when you put that pinstripes on, and when you play in Yankee Stadium, I've spoken to so many ballplayers down at Yankee fantasy camps. I do so many things. Uh, for the Yankees with the Steinbrenners we're meeting greets and do so many things uh, 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 through them and when you meet other ball players when you meet the Tony Olivers and the Willie Hortons and 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 people like that and, and one of my best friends is Art Shamsky sure. who plays of course played with the Mets for many many years yeah. the 69 Mets who have just written a book and it's great but when you and he said I just wish I had one day to play with the New York Yankees. Hmm. It's, it means so much. People don't realize, you know, when you wear your Yankee ring, and when you're standing next to somebody wearing the Florida Marlins ring or the Boston Red Sox ring. And I'm not taking away from anything, but when you when you when you put that Yankee pinstripes on. First thing people think of Babe Ruth, Luke Gehrig, uh, uh, Whitey Ford, Yogi Berra, Mickey Mantle, Joe DiMaggio. You know, people like that. I mean, it's nobody in the game. They have the biggest brand. You know, when I managed in Israel, okay, with uh, uh, I managed in 2007 with Kenny Holzman and Art Shansky uh the first jewish uh, baseball league out there there were so many people in tel aviv wearing yankee caps no mets caps no red Sox caps no pirates caps no angels or dodgers caps the yankees the yankees are hey when you put when, when you when you had an opportunity just to play and the greatest fans in the world the fan base the yankee fan base they are rabid they they you give them 120% they'll boo you they'll boo you if you do bad but they'll cure you 120% more when you do well they are the greatest fans ever and when i go back to yankee stadium they they hug me they you know you know they take care of me and I love them to death. I have always loved them. And that's why I guess I was uh, one of the favorites uh, uh, at my time. And that's why I won a couple of awards, the, the most uh, uh, the popular player up in uh, New York for a couple of years. Because, you know, I was always good to the fans. They were always great to me. And, you know, to this day, they're the best fans in the world. And to put their Yankee pinstripes on, it's
1: the best. So in 1971, you were hitting three twenty six, five sixty five slugging percentage for the Syracuse Chiefs, A team of the Yankees at the time. You got called up uh, to the major leagues that season. What was working for you that year? You were in the zone.
0: Well, you know, not really. You know, I was a little bit older. When I, when I got to uh, Syracuse, uh, you know, uh, Tech Simone was the GM and you couldn't have found, and uh, Johnny uh, finally took over when, uh, unfortunately, Tex uh, passed away. But Tex and Johnny Simone were unbelievable. And I came uh, uh, and and played up in Syracuse. Unfortunately, when I came up my first time, I was 19 years old. And most of the uh, players that I played with, Actually, were up. Uh, uh, they uh, came from the big leagues, and I'm the youngest guy, and that's why I actually platoon with Frank Furdy. Frank uh, uh, platooned me, and you know, I really I, I got some at bats. I think I got 300. I'm not totally sure, but you know, they had me to come back. They wanted to season me a little bit more. I came back. Uh, Frank Furdy uh, played me uh, more, and I just started in. I was older. I understood baseball. Uh, I played with uh, 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 ex-major leaguers that uh, with Syracuse. Uh, I played with the Bobby Coxes. I played with the Lindy Babers. I played with the uh, 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 Maddie Galantes, and you know, I mean Tony Solitos and, and Hal Reniffs and, and and people like that who actually uh, played up in the big leagues. And you know, I mean, I was uh, seasoned a little bit better. And I hey, I started getting. Uh, I started maturing in the game of baseball. So I I went up to the Yankees, and uh, thank God I I, I started doing extremely well, and and, uh, you know, uh, the team was uh, owned by CBS. Uh, They did not spend a lot of money, but uh, when George took over the team, he started spending a lot of money and uh, started getting free agencies like, uh, you know, Catfish, who was one of the best ever, of course, Reggie, and you know, people like that, and You know, I mean, he he brought a winning uh, team to the Yankees, and it was great to be part of it, and great, like I said before, great to be part of the Yankee organization, and and that pinstripe means so much to me.
1: Final question for you. What do you hope people say about the book when they get done reading it? I know
0: what people are saying. It's unbelievable. And, you know, I just look at my Facebook. Uh, I'm, 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 uh, I'm selling books, not by ones or twos. People are buying like 35, 40, 50. I've just had a a person just get 150 books. He wants to give it to his whole company. Because the book is a, it's not just, it's not just a baseball book. It's a love, it's a, a, you you know, you'll read it, it, you'll cry, you'll smile, you'll laugh about it. It's a great, great, great book. And it's a human interest book. It's not a book you just read in the uh, spring. It's a book that you'll keep on your shelf for many, many years about somebody that deserving to be up in the Hall of Fame and one of his brothers, and I'm his brother, to do everything I possibly can to uh, get Thurman Munson into the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, New York, where his wife, Diana could uh, uh, go every single year to be very, very proud. She was married to one of the greatest catchers ever in the game of baseball.
1: Ron Bloomberg, go get it. It's amazing. The captain and me uh, on and off the field with Thurman Munson, the first DH in big league history, and of course the former Yankee and uh, number one pick. Ron, you've always been amazing to me through uh, through the years. Thanks for jumping on. I hope everybody goes out and gets this book. Amazon.com, online where books are sold, Uh, major bookstores if you walk in uh, in person as well, and you can get Ron on Twitter at Ron Bloomberg, the number one, and visit RonBloombergYankees.com for more. Ron, you've been amazing to me through the years, seeing you in Cooperstown, seeing you in Syracuse, coming on a million radio shows, and and now my podcast. Thanks a bunch, bud. Thank
0: you very much. Great talking with you. Hope to see you at Yankee Stadium. Tell the great fans in Syracuse, New York,
1: uh,
0: I miss them, and Uh, uh, y'all had some great uh, organizations when you're with the Yankees but tell everybody it's wonderful to be able to talk to you again and I'm looking forward to doing more shows and uh, uh, being great friends again
1: DMO Sports Platter, all over the major platforms. Make sure you download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. Huge thanks to Ron Bloomberg for jumping on the program, talking about his book, Baseball Career and Friendship with the legendary Thurman Munson. I'm Mike Lindsley. Hit me on Twitter at Mike L Sports and at Pin Passion NYY. That's at P-I-N Passion NYY for Yankees. And baseball coverage as well at pinstripepassion.com. There's another one. For you to go of putting up articles and videos as much as I possibly can. We are brought to you by Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare, Camillus Golf Club, Ken's Auto Detailing, and Welch and Company Jewelers. Log on to WelchJewelers.com. That's WelchJewelers.com. Shop the showcase today at Welch and Company Jewelers. Bracelets and rings and watches, you name it, they've got it. Welch and Company Jewelers is the official jewelry store of the ML sports platter as i always tell you enjoy the games
0: hello this is discover and we take customer service very seriously we know that if you have a question or concern about your credit card that's a serious matter and you need to talk to a real person about it